Good morning and welcome to Media Bistro's Morning Media Menu. I'm Jason Bowe, here at our Media Bistro's publishing blog, Delicat, and your host for the next five or ten minutes. Today I'm joined by a special guest from the publishing world. I'd like to welcome author Mitch Joel. You're here to talk about your brand new book, Control-Alt-Delete, Reboot Your Business, Reboot Your Life, Your Future Depends on It. Uh, why don't you just introduce our readers to the book first of all, and then we'll we'll move on from there. Sure. Well, I think whenever I hear the subtitle, I'm like, uh-oh, that's going to freak people out. And the truth of the matter is um, it shouldn't scare anybody. It really is a book about opportunity. I think this is probably one of the most interesting times to be in business today because if you have a computer, uh, you can become a Dave Carpenter, the guy who sold Tumblr for, 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 for a billion dollars plus. And I think that when you sort of see that as a construct, what you realize is there have been some foundational movements that have changed business forever that a lot of brands are just doing very little about. And so the book was sort of a way to bring together those movements. And I've identified five of them. And I thought, well, okay, that's a sort of good little book that would be fun for people to read. And then I realized that it wouldn't be fair because I think we all have to wake up after reading the book the next morning and actually go do the work we have to do. So I'm writing the book and splitting it into two parts. And the first part of the book is called Reboot Business, which is based off of these movements that fundamentally change business that we're really not doing much about. And the second part of the book, I called it Reboot You, because I think that there are certain triggers, and I call them triggers. They're physical, psychological, and just attitudinal things we can bring to our work every day to think differently about work, because work is really different in this day and age. That's an awesome idea. What, uh, just, just kind of for the media professionals and the authors in the audience, what, what are some of the, the ideas that they should be thinking about, the, the, the attitude changes they could make? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I, I think for sure one of the, my, one of my realizations, my first book, Six Pixels of Separation, came out in 2009. And even in this short time, what a difference it is in terms of selling books and connecting to audiences. It used to be sort of like, hey, just go on, to, on Twitter and Facebook and you should be okay. And I, I just think the dynamics have changed. I think it's really challenging to sell a book. I think a book isn't just a book. It's a, a physical book. It's a physical book you could buy digitally. It's a digital book. It's a digital book you could buy on a Kindle, on a Kobo, on, on an iBooks. Uh, it's audio book, digital audio. It, it just, it's, it's much more complex. And I think some of the things I've seen that work for my book and I've seen it work for others as well is having that direct relationship with the, with the actual audience and community long before you need it. All too often what I see is authors, once they have the book or once the book is done, they try and like build the audience and build a community. And I think that it's way too late. So for me, it was a, I blog every day and I, I maintain that clip even when I was writing my books. Um, I try and create interesting pieces of content that people can connect to. And I just try and make the things that I'm doing as shareable and as findable as possible. So if you go to controlaltdeletebook.com, you'll see this really, really cool digital experience around the book. But then what I did is I took this sort of data points around it, took them out, and built them into a slide share. And uh, it's been an amazing experience to watch that go because that activity took me all of 10 minutes to do. And I think as of today, we're like at close to 100,000 views on SlideShare of, of these data from this very robust and rich digital experience. And so I often look at authors and I don't see them sort of rethinking and repurposing the content they have. And it's sort of like they're tweeting out into a world in hopes that people will care about them because they have a book. And I think that the bigger idea is to be building that community long before you need it. Wow, great ideas. Um, another cool thing that you did for this book, you worked with Google Customer Surveys to develop everything. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have this uh, this cool 
responses experience at that control and the idea was to really sort of paint a picture that business isn't changing it has already changed and we want to sort of get a temperament and feel of if the world feels that way so as you go through this very dynamic experience there are sort of three or four pit stops along the way where we ask you the question and so what we did is we took these questions initially and went with went to Google and used their customer survey service that we you know partnered with them on to get sort of baseline, this is what you know, I think it was 10 or 15,000 people think about this. And as individuals go through the experience and they add to it, the numbers change and they sort of update in a live and organic way. And again, it was a way to sort of make people engage with it and not just sit back and, 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 you know, just passively see all this cool information and data. And what you actually get is you sort of get this really interesting perspective of, of the world and you get new data and information that actually either supports or dismisses what we're trying to accomplish, but thankfully a lot of the data really supports it that people don't really feel all that prepared for where the world is at, forget where it's going. And then to go back to your earlier point about making everything shareable as you develop it, can this how, how does this data work in a, in a sharing way with your reader? So what we did is during that experience, at every point where we give them that sort of piece of cool information or data, there's a share button, and the share button allows you to take and like if you hit it for Twitter, it'll give you that exact quote in a tweetable size so that you could just immediately post it. If you hit the Facebook button, it actually creates the exact image you need for that to post it to Facebook. And again, then taking all that data out and just creating a new platform like SlideShare uh, was another way. But the idea was that you could really sort of pin it and Instagram it and all that sort of stuff with it so that, you know, people love data. They like hearing crazy things like, you know, Reddit has, I forget how many billions of pages, and they only have 22 employees. It's like one of those things that makes your jaw drop, or that, you know, Amazon's factories could fill up like 700 Madison Square Gardens. It's like, these are sort of like the mind-blowing things we often don't see. And when you see those on platforms like Facebook and Twitter, it will make you stop and go, wow, and then hopefully there's a sort of call to action for the book, which which thankfully there is. Gotcha. So if authors in the audience are interested in following your footsteps with this new tool, what, what what could they do to set it up for themselves? Yeah, that's not easy for sure, just simply because the nature of it was we actually designed it from scratch using a technology called parallax scrolling, which is just a way of sort of imagining a website and how it moves. What I do think authors can do, though, is is always think about the context of the platform they're on. Uh, in the case of SlideShare, I, I know what SlideShare is, I know how it works, and I know that people love data points. And so when I saw what we were developing in terms of the concept for Control-Alt-Delete, I was like, oh, there's like a real natural fit. If we could take all this data out, maybe add some sort of new nuggets to it, and post it to SlideShare so it fit. Uh, the reason I say that is because a lot of authors, again, they're just sort of posting to Facebook, like, hey, buy my book or check out this excerpt. And at the end of the day, you know, Facebook is a small community. It's a, I know people think it's a billion people, but it's not. It's a very small community of individuals who are connected to two or 300 people they know. And for anybody to break through that, they have to really create something of relevance or, as I talk about in the book, this ability to create something that's a real utility, something that people could actually use. In the case of what we did with these quotes and these pieces of data, is it, it is the type of stuff you would intuitively see and go, like, wow, I need to share that with my boss. And so we sort of put in the mindset of how do we build something that, that actually is contextually appropriate to the platform we're putting it on. Excellent news. Um, so once again, we're talking to Mitch Joel, the author of the brand-new book, Control-Alt-Delete, one of my favorite things to do on my old computers. Where can people find your site online? 
Uh, you can find the site at controlaltdeletebook.com, so that's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-deletebook.com, uh, or you can just look at www.twistimage.com forward slash blog, and you'll find, uh, or just Google Mitch Joel, you'll find it. Great. Thanks for stopping by. It's always great to uh, hear you, and we read you on a regular basis in the social media world. So thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. It's always fun to hear that because I'm a huge fan of Galley Cat, so thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you soon for your next book, I hope, and everyone else should tune in tomorrow for another edition of the Morning Media Menu. Until then, good morning and good luck. <laughs>